Hi, this is Wayne Zell, and you're listening to Blueprint for Wealth, a podcast that's designed to help you realize your personal dreams of wealth and freedom. It's brought to you by Odin Feldman and Pittleman, a full-service law firm located in Reston, Virginia, and serving clients all across the D.C. area and the country. If you'd like to know more about the firm, visit us on the web at OFPlaw.com. And if you'd like to receive more information on content of interest in the tax, estate planning, and business planning areas, visit my blog, blueprintforwealth.org, and you'll be able to get audio, video, and articles of interest there. Today is the third part in a four-part series on protecting your assets from creditors. The first part was an overview. The second part was talking about fraudulent conveyances when it's too late to actually transfer property to protect it from creditors. And today, a more practical application of the rule, how much insurance do you need? What kinds of insurance is available? And what types of assets are exempt from the claims of creditors? Well, of course, Let's focus on the types of insurance that everyone needs to provide asset protection. That's your first line of defense. Insurance is always your first line of defense. And it starts with protecting your home, your property, from claims by creditors and predators. Get homeowner's insurance. How much do you need? Really, the best kind of homeowner's insurance is a replacement cost form of insurance that is available at different insurers for different premiums. Penny wise and pound foolish is not necessarily the way to go here. If you only have insurance that's going to provide you with a dollar amount recovery as opposed to providing you with full replacement cost insurance, you may not be protected sufficiently. Also, the lower the deductible, the more protection you have. Property and casualty insurance is similar to homeowner's insurance, but covers other types of assets. It might cover uh, vehicles. It might cover your business assets. But it's basically preventing uh, creditors from taking your personal assets when there may be damage to your property as a result of casualty, uh, whether it's by flood, fire, theft, or otherwise. That's a great type of insurance to have. Umbrella insurance is available through a property and casualty insurance provider. And you can get, at a minimum, a million dollars of insurance for very low cost. Some people have extensive umbrella insurance to protect them from potential claims against them that may cover them for certain types of activities that are beyond just property and casualty liability. Of course, automobile insurance, vehicle insurance. And if you have a business, always think about it in terms of protecting the assets of the business from the claims of creditors and therefore also uh, trying to avoid the possibility that a creditor is going to go after you personally if the business insurance is not sufficient. The kinds of insurance may include just general liability insurance covering you from things that happen in the business. There might be employer practices liability insurance, which really is is designed to protect you from claims of employees for claims against the business for discrimination and other types of liability. There may be errors and omissions insurance, which is 
designed to protect you from liability resulting from activities that you may have engaged in in providing services to, to customers or clients. And of course, for professionals, the primary form of business insurance that you must have and absolutely need is malpractice insurance. In addition, if you are a corporation and you have outside directors advising you uh, and providing their expertise in helping you run your business, you're almost always going to want to have some form of directors and officers insurance. This will protect them and you if you're on the board of directors, as well as your officers, your chief executive officer, your CFO, and other officers who may be designated as officers of the company from liability for actions that they engage in which are not grossly negligent or done in bad faith or with willful misconduct. So if there is negligence, there may be protection under these directors and officers insurance policies, and they're important in terms of protection. Of course, life insurance. There's a whole series of podcasts that I have on the different kinds of life insurance that are available and why you need it. But it's, it's necessary to protect your family and to protect b- the business, frankly, if there is a death and there, is not sufficient, there aren't sufficient assets in the business to keep it going in the event of your death. It also provides for the ability to be bought out uh, for your share of a business if there is a death and there's adequate life insurance and proper structuring. Correlated to life insurance is disability insurance, and I don't think enough people really take this into consideration. The chances of becoming disabled or incapacitated are far greater during your lifetime, of course, than dying. And it's, it's that risk and the risk of not being able to have sufficient replacement income as a result of being disabled permanently that you need to fear. Especially if you have your own business, you may actually go out and get overhead protection to protect the people that are working for you or to protect your assets from being depleted as a result of business liabilities that you may have signed personally for or that the business is responsible for. So disability insurance is very, very important. And lastly, long-term care insurance. Long-term care insurance has a relatively recent phenomenon in the world of insurance and has become less and less available because claims have risen dramatically and healthcare costs, of course, have risen dramatically over the last 15 to 20 years. So the number of providers have become less and the available coverage has diminished over time. You can consider combining long-term care insurance with a life insurance product that has a permanent nature to it, such as whole life or some type of permanent insurance that yields cash surrender value so that it can build up and be used perhaps to pay for long-term care if you don't have a separate long-term care insurance policy. In protecting your assets, you always have to consider that some assets may actually be exempt from the claims of creditors. The number one asset on the list of everyone is their primary residence. Now, that protection is available on a state-by-state basis, and it's going to depend on the state in which you live. Florida, for example, has a very significant homestead exemption that will allow 
your primary residence, perhaps to escape the claims of creditors. Other states like Virginia or Maryland or D.C., where we reside, may not afford significant protection. But the question of liability and access to the primary residence also depends on who committed the uh, who who uh, the liability is asserted against. So, if the liability is asserted against you individually for something that you did uh, in your capacity as a physician or as a lawyer or as a CPA, or you hit somebody in a bar or ran somebody over in your car, but the property, the primary residence, happens to be owned by you and your spouse as tenants by the entireties, which is a magic term, they may not be able to get at the primary residence if you're married and the property is properly titled. Another significant area of exemption relates to qualified retirement plans and IRAs. A qualified plan not only includes defined benefit pension plans and profit-sharing plans, but it also includes 401k plans, simplified employee pension plans known as SEPs, and also simple IRAs. If it's a qualified plan, it's going to be exempt under federal bankruptcy law, federal non-bankruptcy law, and state creditors. And so there's significant protection for assets that you may have set aside from the claims of creditors in qualified plans. IRAs, individual retirement accounts, are similar to qualified plans, but there's limited protection there. For example, as of this year, 2015, the current maximum exemption available per person, not just per IRA, but per person, is $1,245,475. Roth IRAs are included in this definition. And an IRA that includes a rollover of a 401k account that is for the benefit of the 401k participant, believe it or not, is fully protected just like a 401k plan. So you've got to be careful about how you combine and segregate your retirement assets if you happen to roll them over. An inherited IRA, on the other hand, that you may have inherited from a deceased spouse or someone else, is not subject to that maximum unlimited protection and may be subject to the claims of creditors after the Supreme Court case of Clark v. Ramaker that came out in 2014. Life insurance? Well, it depends on the state in which you live. In Virginia, we have broad protection where the beneficiary of the life insurance policy is protected completely from liability unless the beneficiary is also the owner or the insured under the policy. In Maryland, there's less protection, but there may be protection if it's payable to a spouse or a child or a dependent relative. And there's some protection for annuities in Maryland but no protection in Virginia. It really depends on the state in which you live, and we'd have to evaluate that for you on a case-by-case basis. So we talked about tenants by the entirety's property. It does work with respect to husbands and wives, with respect to a claim by a creditor of either the husband or the wife, 
but we also know that tenants by the entirety's protection is not effective against the IRS. And by the way, if you own something as joint tenancy with rights of survivorship, but it's not tenants by the entireties, you don't get the same protection that you would get for husband and wife ownership. There's other exemptions available for wages, for 529 plans, disability, and Social Security. And if you want more information on that, contact us and we'll talk to you some more about that. We're going to get into another segment on protecting your assets from creditors and predators on blueprintforwealth.org if you stay tuned for the next podcast. I'm Wayne Zell, and you're listening to Blueprint for Wealth, designed to help you realize your personal dreams of wealth and freedom.